Podcast Answer Man, episode number 231. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the podcast answer man my name is cliff ravenscraft and this is the podcast about podcasting helping you take your show to the next level it doesn't matter if you're a brand new podcaster if you've been podcasting for many years or you haven't quite yet recorded that first episode there's something we can all do to take our show to the next level And oh my goodness, my friends, I have an entire episode for you today of people who are calling in with all kinds of questions and comments and feedback of people who are taking their shows to the next level. And it is so exciting. In fact, in this episode, I'm excited to share that I'll be uh, including an interview with Robert G. Barnwell of CEO and CFO Talk Radio uh, Podcasts. And uh, he's going to be sharing his story of how he landed a four-figure income per episode sponsorship. So you'll want to make sure that you stay tuned to the end of the episode for that. We're going to talk about all kinds of other wonderful things. But uh, as promised here in 231, we're getting right back into your questions. We're going to start off with Mark, who has a question about email. Hey there, Cliff. My name is Mark Batiste, and I am from Chicago, Illinois. I am calling for the podcast Answer Men. Uh, My basic question, uh, something I've been getting really frustrated trying to figure out, uh, is I'm trying to figure out how the heck I get email, uh, more or less uh, looking at using WordPress uh, for my podcast, using Libsyn for my host, uh, and looking at both websites and trying to figure out exactly uh, how the email system works, how many email accounts you can have, and all that basic jazz. And I'm just getting really frustrated not finding any actual information on it. Uh, I was wondering if you'd be able to help. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. Yeah, have a great day. Bye-bye. All right, Mark. Well, thank you very much for the uh, feedback and the question submitted to the voicemail feedback hotline, which, by the way, folks, if you guys want to call in, you can anytime, 859-795-4067. If you just go to podcastanswerman.com at any time up on the banner of my site, the it just says real big, call me today. And it's got the phone number for the voicemail feedback hotline on there. I'd love to hear your questions for the show. Anyway, Mark, to answer your question, yes, I can help you out with that. Uh, first and foremost, I want to let you know that there will be no email uh, included over there at Lipson. That's not something that's a part of their service at all. So you don't need to look there any longer. And you're saying here in the audio feedback to me that you're using WordPress for the site. Now, I'm going to have to make an assumption here, and 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 I hate to do that, but when you're saying that you're using WordPress, there are two different things that you could be using. One is that you could be using WordPress.com. Now, WordPress.com is, is, is basically a place where they will host your WordPress site for you. You don't have to have a hosting account provider or anything like that. They take care of that. It's included in their services. They have a free option, and they also have some paid services. They might even have paid email. I, I doubt it, though. But um, it, you, you can buy a, your own domain name and and have it linked and forwarded over to their their services and stuff like that. I, I'm just not sure that they do email. Uh, usually that would be done through your um, hosting provider, your registrar who got your who got you your domain, 
they would either have some email packages where you can forward your email MX records over to their particular service, or you could uh, have a hosting account that that has um, a hosting account that has that built into the program, stuff like that. Let me just for a moment just assume that you went with Bluehost, which is the you know if you're not going with a whole virtual private server deal. Uh, then my recommendation if you're going shared hosting would be to go with Bluehost. And I'm going to just make an assumption that it sounds to me like you're following a lot of the advice that I'm providing here at Podcast Answer Man. And if you're on Bluehost, then email is included in your hosting account that you signed up over there. In fact, if anybody's looking for a hosting account for your podcast, I do have an affiliate link if you just go to podcastanswerman.com. On the right-hand side, look for services I recommend and you'll see a link uh, that'll get you over to Bluehost. And if you click through there, I actually earn a commission on that, which is really cool. And I know that several of you are doing that, and it's very awesome. But anyway, um, Mark, what you would do is you would actually go into Bluehost's um, control panel. So you would log in with your domain name and your password. And under the control panel, you're going to see email accounts. In fact, I'm pulling it up right now. Um, yeah, it says email accounts and you're going to click on that and then you're going to get the option to add as many email accounts as you need in there. I, I'm not certain if they have a limit on the number of accounts, um, but they do have, I believe, potentially a limit on the amount of of data that they allow you to store on their email servers. You know, one quick phone call to your hosting account even the even the tier one support of any hosting account should be able to answer this very basic question for you. But I, I'll tell you what I did is I dug out um, a link to an article from Bluehost on email accounts. And if you just go to podcastanswerman.com and then look for episode 231, Four Figure Per Episode Sponsorship and More is the title of this episode. Um, in the show notes, I have a link to... Um, Uh, It actually says Bluehost article on email accounts. You click that, it'll tell you how to set them up, how to change them, how to edit them, how to delete them. It's all right there. Now, I do want to quickly point out something about email. I I used to have a Bluehost account. I moved to virtual private server instead of uh, shared hosting, and I talked about that in the past. But even back when I was on Bluehost, I never used Bluehost's email accounts. I instead chose to go with Google Mail. Now, I did a podcast episode, uh, episode number 20 of Business Tech Weekly with Andy Traub, and we talked about our love for Google Mail in that episode. I would encourage you to have a listen to that and, and why we love Google Mail. Now, this is not Gmail, although it is Gmail, but um, I'm talking about Google Apps and ha- using their business version of, um, or their I, I guess, organization ver, uh, version of Gmail. And it allows you to kind of brand it to yourself. You can you can forward all your MX records over. It's not, it's not super intuitive to set up, but once you sign up for everything, it, it is there. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If you go to the show notes again for episode 231 here at podcastanswerman.com, uh, Business Tech Weekly episode on Google Mail. Look for that in the show notes. You'll click that and it'll take you right to that episode that talks about why we love it as much as we do. And then um, I want to let you know it's it's it there. you can get Google Apps today for free. It is still free. I'm actually still on the free account and trust me, I use it like nothing else. <laughs> I mean, it, I'm a heavy, heavy user of all the applications that are associated with Google Apps. And, um, and the... 
and it's not easy to find the free version that I'm on anymore. So if you're in the show notes, once again, look for the link that says free Google Apps account link. If you click that, then you sign up using that page and you'll get a free Google Apps account, the same account that I'm on. And um, it, it, I mean, if you're somewhat technical, you should be able to follow the instructions on how to do that. Now, you're not going to get any help from Google at all. There is no technical support from Google on getting that set up. And um, I have helped my personal one-on-one consulting and coaching clients get this thing set up, um, though my consulting rate, of course, is currently $300 per hour with a minimum of one hour. But uh, if it comes down to it, I could help certainly set that up. But I'm sure there are other people out there that could help as well. So anyway, uh, Google Apps is what I love and personally uh, use myself. Um, you know, but again, the Bluehost or your hosting account provider, depending on who your hosting account provider is, could include some of that functionality for you for free. I know that Bluehost does. Uh, or not for free, but included in your $6.99 a month or $10.97 a month, whatever they are. Uh, whenever, wherever you are in your plan with them. But anyway, um, one other option, I just want to show, share this one. This is, this is an option as well. You could actually get a, a free Gmail account for your podcast and set it up to where, you know, you could be like my, your podcast, it could be like podcastanswerman at gmail.com, you know, which by the way, never email that address. It, I will never see it. I will never get it. And, and that, I do own that account, but I never check that one because I never give out that address. I was just giving that as, as an example. So whatever your podcast is, you could say, you know, um, it, like, for example, I know that Wade's coming up here shortly. He's the assex, uh, assistive technology update podcast. So he could be assistive technology at gmail.com or something like that or assistive technology podcast at gmail.com. I know that it's not as branded as some other things, but Gmail's a pretty popular service. And uh, it, and if you were going to use a free email account service, Gmail is certainly the one that I would recommend. But those are just some options for you there, Mark. And I hope that helps out a lot. All right, next up, we have some feedback from Anne. And I'm very excited about what she's about ready to share with you. Hi, Cliff. This is Anna from Switzerland. I am calling in to tell you what happened to me after I listened to um, the interview you did with Joel Bogus and Pei Kang a few episodes back, where you talked about, you know, making yourself newsworthy. And I have to say that this episode and this interview motivated me so much that I made it a goal of myself to appear on the local news within 90 days. And I have to say, um, I did it. <laughs> Last week, um, a newspaper article about fighting anorexia appeared and, you know, about my podcast and about my struggle with the disease and how, you know, um, what I would think would um, raise awareness. Um, and. Not only that, but I also filmed a documentary last week um, about anorexia and again about my podcast and about my blog and about my story. And um, this will air in a few weeks. I'm super excited. It was a fantastic experience. And I have to say, it, it works. If you want to be on the news, they really are happy to have something to write about or even, you know, um, film something with you. So that was super exciting. 
Um, I cannot thank you enough for that. And I'm hoping to do great things with my podcast and helping people all over the world, maybe. So thank you very much. Um, I love your podcast. You know that. Um, Bye-bye. All right, Anna, thank you so much for that. And you are changing the the you're changing people's lives. It, it, you are having a positive impact on people's lives all over the world. And I happen to know this because I, I you know, Anna and I go back way, 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 way back in. Uh, and she's a huge uh, supporter of GSPN.TV and has been a member of our community forever. And I happen to have helped her launch her podcasts. Uh, she has actually multiple podcasts that she does. And um she was one of my podcasting A to Z clients and actually our students. And she not only was she a podcasting A to Z student, but she actually came back for the alumni program and and even took her podcasts and her sites to the next level beyond what she had originally achieved. And my friends, if you go to podcastanswerman.com and look for the show notes of for episode 231, I, I actually put together uh, a composite image of what she has in print. And I'm telling you, this is amazing. Now, I don't read German, but if you do, you can actually click on the link and you can go and see the larger images and read what was written there. But uh, just the just the way this is laid out, this this is this is amazing. And this is what I was talking about. You know, in episode number 230, I talked about why I do. Why do I do what I do? You know, remember, I told you I, I, I'm very confident in the fact that the content that we create here at GSPN.TV and podcastanswerman.com, you know, of course, this is a part of gspn.tv, but the content that I create is having a positive impact in people's lives. But here's the thing, with my consulting and my training courses uh, and tutorials and all this stuff, I'm having a positive impact in the lives of people who are creating content that's having a positive impact in the lives of many people. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so I am so excited for you. I am so excited for you. And did you guys hear what she said? It's not just an article. It, it, she, she just finished filming a documentary about her story, her podcast, her site, and how she's helping people, her own experience in this. My friends, all it t- and, and, and all of that from just me inviting a friend of mine to talk about making yourself newsworthy in episode 226 of Podcast Answer Man. This, my friends, is how podcasting works. This is why I'm so excited about it. This is how it can... I mean, how many people are going to read that article and and all of a sudden be out there struggling with anorexia and being ashamed of it and, and afraid to to talk to other people about it and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden see the courage of Anna through this article or will watch the documentary and, and reach out and get the help that they need. All of that and, and to think that I have a little tiny part of it by just ex, just by creating a podcast that has an interview with uh, Joel and Pay and and ah, podcasting is awesome, my friends. Podcasting is awesome. I'll tell you what, next up we're going to talk to Dan. Um, all right, let's see here. Dan's got a question about uh, press screening, so let's take this away. Hi, Cliff. This is Daniel from the Special Chronicles podcast from Chicago. And I have a question for the po- podcast answer, man. Uh, I was wondering... Uh, how other podcasts can find out about about press screenings. I uh, recently saw a tweet that you saw a press screen for the, the movie The Way and some other movies. So I, I, I was wondering how how other other podcasters like myself can get involved in in press screenings. So I uh, appreciate your answers to the uh, this question, 
and keep up the great work with with all of your podcasts. And take care and God bless. Bye. All right, folks. Thank you very much, Dan. And uh, he does, by the way, the Special Chronicles podcast. You can find it out there on iTunes. And uh, so how do I get, how did I get to where I'm doing these press screenings? So many people who listen to Family from the Heart or on the screen with Cliff and Stephanie, uh, my wife and I actually get invited to a lot, a lot of press screenings. You know, these are where, let's just say a movie's coming out this Friday. I think, matter of fact, The Way with um, Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez in it uh, is coming out this Friday. And I actually got to see The Way last week. And not only did I get to see The Way, but I got to see Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. They were there at the screening and did a Q&A session. And, and um, it, was, it was fun. It was exciting to be able to, to be a part of the press and to, to, to get, you know, number one, you get to see the movies for free. It doesn't cost you anything. And oftentimes you will have the opportunity to meet great stars, great Hollywood stars. And uh, it's just the coolest thing. And, and how, did I get, how did I get involved in that? How did I get signed up as a member of the press so that, would, that I would be invited to these things? Well, first and foremost, I immediately took it upon myself to understand the value of the influence that I have with an audience of people. I, I, there's no question in my mind that podcasting is a powerful form of media. And when podcast producers, you know, when we, when we connect with our audience in a very relational way, our opinions carry a great deal of weight and influence in people's lives. I, I mean, there, that's something that you hear me talk about a great deal. And when I believe this, then all of a sudden I understand my value that I have to offer to companies uh, when I expose my audience to a company's brand, you know, and, and this is no different than when it comes to the movie industry where basically movie uh, studios are paying th- thousands, millions, they're paying millions of dollars for advertising, promotion of their movies. And so what they do is, is now you can't, you can't just have one office down at Warner Brothers, you know, Warner Brothers Studios in California. Can you imagine if one one office in Warner Brothers was actually responsible for contacting every TV station throughout the United States and uh, getting their, you know, pro, their uh, movie trailers played on the TV networks? Could you imagine if one office at Warner Brothers uh, had to contact every radio station in the country and 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 uh, give out free tickets to go to you know a promotional screening of of these movies. You know th- that's just ridiculous. That doesn't happen. So how does this work? Basically, what happens is every every area is a market. You know they they have these different markets like media markets. Like Cincinnati is is a market. You've got the Columbus market. You've got the Dayton Ohio market. The Indianapolis Indiana market. You've got the Chicago Illinois market. You've got all of these different press markets. You know where these people the areas where they break it down into regions where where this happens, where the promotion takes place. So so the people who are in charge of the Cincinnati market, they actually are the, in charge of getting promotion uh, done to the radio stations in the Cincinnati area, uh, TV stations in the Cincinnati area, news, newspapers in the Cincinnati area, uh, magazines, online, you know, you know, blog, they're reaching out to bloggers and, and stuff like that. And, and they're also interested in podcasters as well. I, I know this from experience. Uh, in fact, I know that um, I heard about this 
from another podcaster who had had a podcast that that their audience wasn't even anywhere near the size of the audience of, that we had and I'm like so wow this this really opened my eyes to the value that they saw that we have and and does it make a difference you better believe it does I mean I'll put some links to some movie interv- some movie reviews that my wife and I have done uh, in various podcasts, there's one our entire family did for in video for Soul Surfer. I'll, I'll put links to a couple of those, and and I mean we've seen so many movies. I and and unfortunately we don't, can't even go see all the movies. So usually there's about there's about four to nine movies every month that we're invited to go see. It seems like um, it, it's it's crazy, but um, we get to see a lot of movies. It's really cool. And people actually write in. It's like, man, I can't thank you enough for recommending that movie. My wife and I went out and seen it uh, or saw it. And we're so glad we did. Or, you know what? I'm so thankful that you told me about that movie because I was about ready to take my children to go see that. And I went and saw it myself with, you know, a friend. And yeah, you're right. That's not something I would have wanted my kids to see. You know, it's it's very cool. You know, it's very cool to to be able to have that privilege and that honor. Now, how did I get on the list? Basically, what happens is these are PR firms. All right. These are PR press, you know, uh, PR firms that do public relations, press releases and stuff like that uh, in every market. And it's different. And unfortunately, Daniel, I'm not going to be able to tell you exactly how to find the ones in your area. But now that you know, now that you know how this works, that there is. and, And by the way, Cincinnati has at least three. I am connected with the Allied Group, the Allied Group, and the Owens Group. All right. Allied and Owens Group. Those are two of the PR firms that handle press screenings and things like that here in the Cincinnati area or the Cincinnati market. All right. Owens Group and the Allied Group. Now, the situation is that we don't get to see all the movies that come out because there are some other there are other PR firms that handle the other studios. You see, studios work with one firm, like Warner Brothers works with um, the Owens Group, and um, you know Summit Movies, you know, works with another one, and and um, uh, Disney works with another one, and so. Uh, it, or, but the thing is, like Owens Group handles like five or six studios. You know, Allied handles three or four or whatever. And, and there are some other studios that work with other PR firms in Cincinnati that I haven't even found out who they are yet. And I should because I desperately want to find out who works with Summit because Summit's got some great movies. And I uh, also would love to make sure that I get the one, whoever's with Lionsgate. So, um, but yeah, so what you'll, what you'll need to do is you'll need to do some digging. You'll need to do some research to find out who are those PR firms in your area that do that. And um, I will say this, you know, and I'm not a numbers guy, but but you have to recognize that that they are looking for somebody who does have an audience. Um, now, what that I don't there's no number that's been given. Uh, in fact, they never asked me for numbers. But, um, you know, you, you want to make sure that you do have uh, an audience that that would be interested in hearing what you're what you have to say about these particular movies. And um yeah, and 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 whether or not you believe that you have the value or the influence enough to make it, you know, to get people to go out and see these movies. Um, otherwise, make sure that you don't, because oftentimes these press screenings and promotional screenings they give out ton more tickets than what they can actually fit in this theater because they definitely want to pack it out. 
And, and, you know, there's a lot of people who get these tickets and it says, you know, seating is not guaranteed. You need to get there at least an hour before the, the movie time to be in line. And, and it's first come, first serve, except for the press, which is kind of weird, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Stephanie and I are always the first, you know, among the first people in because the press gets in first. And, and sometimes it's only the press, no, no promotional, you know, radio uh, listeners, you know, that won a contest or something. Those people usually are don't always get into every uh, promotional or, or press screening. But anyway, it's it's kind of cool to be able to do that. But the thing is, though, is when Stephanie and I sit down at a movie and we take up two seats in that theater, uh, oftentimes when, you know, there's a Harry Potter or a Toy Story 3 or, um, you know, some of these big movies that have been out, uh, when we sit in those two seats, there's usually two two people who did not get to sit in who maybe got some free tickets from a radio station or something like that. And, and it's because they showed up really late, gotten to the back of the line and there were no more seats left. So you know, I'd feel really bad about that if I wasn't able to really do something valuable for the movie studios by sharing my opinions. Now, the thing is, is I don't always share positive reviews. Sometimes I, I go and say, you know what? This is a movie that you definitely want to see, but you don't want to waste your money to go see this one at the theater. In my opinion, I, I think this is a Redbox or a Netflix movie. Um, and, and, and I give those reviews. Sometimes I say, you know what? This is not a movie I think I could recommend to anybody. Uh, in fact, that was uh, what I had basically said about Machine Gun Preacher. It's like, eh. I mean, it. yeah, it, I won't go into that. But anyway, that's Dan, Daniel. I hope that helps. Basically, I think maybe a place to start would be to, um, you know, just do some research on Google for PR firms, movie studios. Maybe you can call Warner Brothers and 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 or write them an email and say, you know, who is the PR firm for my local area that handles your press screenings? You know, and, and, and it'll take a little digging. It, it's a little work, but um, it's fun and it's worth it, I think. All right, moving along, we've got uh, Vince who called in about some issue with players not showing up on his site. Hey, Cliff, this is Vince Rotola from the B-Movie cast. Um, I have a question. I'm using, this is the podcast answer, man, by the way. I'm using um, Press for my podcast, for my blog, and also using PowerPress. And it works fine when you do a post, the players up there and everything. But when you go to the single page for each post, there's no player that displays. And I was wondering if there was a way to uh, turn that on, too. But that's about it. Keep up the great shows, and we'll be listening. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Oh, wow. You know what? I I must not have previewed that voice message nearly as much as I thought I would or had because I, I did not realize it was not showing up on a single page. Uh, you're saying that it, it is showing up on, on the on the standard page, but on a single page, it's not showing up. That's that's weird. Um, that I've not heard of before. There's plenty of times where, you know, the player shows up just fine on the single page, you know, where, where you're actually looking at the direct post, the actual permalink for that post, and it shows up there. And what happens more than that, and, and, and Vince, I'm sorry, if, if, that's, if that's your issue where it's not showing up on the permalink page, um, there's something specific to what's going on with your your particular WordPress installation and the configuration of that that would cause that. And, and it's not something I've seen before, but I'm sure it's something could, that could be fairly easily rectified. You may want to see if you can find the support forums for Blueberry and, and see if they can help you there. Um, you know, and, and otherwise, you know, obviously my consulting rate to fix such a small thing would be a little bit high there, but 
but hopefully you can find some support over there. I, I, I'm pretty sure you could at the Blueberry PowerPress plugin site. Um, if, if you just go into your settings, there's a link to the support people over there in, you know, buried inside of there. So, um, or it's, at least it's a support page and, and, and support forums. But um, I, I'll tell you what, I, I do still want to cover something that I've already put into the show notes. And it's something that I see very often. A lot of people actually call in to say that they have an audio player that's showing up no problem at all on their front page of their site. But when they click on, when people go to click on the archive or the category, so up in the top it says, you know, click here for podcast episodes. They click there for the podcast episodes and it's just got a list of titles and no players. Or maybe it even has a, a list of the titles and a short brief synopsis, like just the first few uh, sentences of the show notes, but it doesn't have the audio player either. And, and this is a problem where this thing is where it's actually posting only the excerpts of your post. And what that means is that it's not showing the full post on the archived pages. Now, every theme's a little bit different in how they handle these things, you, you know, and, and you could manually go in and change the PHP code to actually, you know, change it to where it's not going to show the excerpt, but instead show the full posts. Um, that that's a little, you know, heavy handed when it comes to the coding and necessary to figure out all that stuff. And it's very easy to mess up if you're not completely familiar with what you're doing. And I remember having to do that on my own sites when I used to try to configure these things, which is why I moved to thesis theme. Thesis theme makes this thing so easy. And so if you happen to be one of those individuals where if you, matter of fact, I, I see a couple of people who've linked to their site, linked me to their sites lately where I see their front page actually has the audio player, their permalink post, you know, the actual direct post has the pl- audio player. But when I click on cat, the podcast episodes category at the top, I, all I see is a list of titles and there's nothing in there. There's, there's no description. There's no excerpt. It's just a list of titles only titles only. And uh, there's no audio player. And what I recommend is, this, especially if you have the thesis theme, it's very easy to fix, is that you go into your dashboard in WordPress, and if you have the thesis theme, click on uh, Design Options underneath Thesis. And then once you do, in the Design Options uh, box, you'll see a, a place where it says Archives. You click on the plus button, and then you'll see it says Select a Display Format for your Archives pages. All right, or Archive Pages. And you want to change that to same as your home page and then hit save. And once you do that, should be just fine. You should be able to go to the categories, um, the podcast category, and it should actually show it just the same way that it would have showed up if those were on your front page still. So um, hopefully that works out for you. And if that doesn't, if you do all of those things and it doesn't change, then chances are you may have a caching plugin and you may de- need to clear out your cache. But um, that should help out. Uh, and Vince, I'm sorry that I don't have a specific answer for you, my friend. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but hopefully you'll get that worked out. Um, I know that the folks over at Blueberry and PowerPress are very good people and that they'd be willing to, to try to help you troubleshoot that, why there's no player on your individual post page. All right, moving along, um, I got a, some feedback from Wade Wingler, and this is another testimonial for my podcasting A to Z class, my next course. I know that on episode number 230, I told you that it was gonna start on November 2nd. I was wrong. It is November 1st. It starts Tuesday, November 1st, and I'm very much looking forward to launching that class. 
Again, I would love it if you would consider signing up. And just to give you an idea of how another client or another student from my podcasting A to Z, this Wade was in my most recent course back in September. And uh, here's what Wade has to say. Hi, this is Wade Wingler, and I'm the Director of Assistive Technology at Easter Seals Crossroads in Indianapolis. We're an organization who's been serving the needs of people with disabilities since 1936, and we do that in a lot of different ways. One of our areas is the um, Assistive Technology Program, where we use cutting-edge technology to help folks with disabilities be more independent on the job, at home, at school, and those sort of things. Over the past few months, we have decided to take our assistive technology program and a lot of the expertise in the information that we have, and we um, have created two podcasts to make that happen. And we kind of started out on our own um, with some equipment that wasn't quite exactly right, but really, really good and compelling content and a lot of passion for what we do. Um, and we did a couple of trial episodes, and while the content was good, the technical um, expertise wasn't quite there. And so I started listening to a podcast by Cliff Ravenscraft called the podcast answer man and i started learning very quickly from listening to cliff's podcast that there were very good ways to do a podcast to take good compelling content and make it sound professional um well done in such a way that folks wanted to listen to it um so after listening to the podcast answer man for several weeks i decided to sign up for the podcasting a to z course um and really found that that was a very, very useful experience. It's an online training system, but Cliff is kind of at the helm the entire time providing encouragement and technical expertise and even advice on how to better promote and market and brand um, the podcast and your message and all those kind of things. This, this experience has been really, really good, and I'm pleased to say that we have clicked off our 20th episode of both of our shows here recently, and we're starting to get um, the numbers that we're looking for as well. And although we won't identify our audience um, by the volume of folks who listen, because it's like most podcasts, a fairly niche kind of topic, we really are um, getting the reach that we're looking for. We have people responding to us um, from our industry, um, from our community, and all over the world um, identifying us as um, experts in this area. Um, So I really have to say that I'm pleased and thankful and grateful for the work that Cliff has done, continues to do. And it's kind of nice that now that the podcasting A to Z course is over, um, I still listen to the podcast and and have communications with Cliff and his community about how I can keep my steam up and my energy levels going and those kind of things to continue to provide content in a professional quality way for the folks we serve. So Cliff, thank you again so much for your podcast, so much for your course, so much for the passion and the work that you do. Because you do that, we are able to serve more folks with disabilities and their technology needs. So again, this is Wade Wingler, the Director of Assistive Technology at Easter Seals Crossroads in Indianapolis, and hats off to you, Cliff. Wade, thank you so much, and thank you for all that you're doing to help make a positive difference in people's lives. And thank you for allowing me to be a, a participant in helping you to to accomplish that more effectively. And I'm so excited to hear about your numbers getting back up to or getting up to that place where you had desired for them to be. And and uh, I totally understand exactly what you're saying there. And, and I'm so excited for you guys. And thank you for the valuable feedback on the podcasting A to Z course. Folks, if you want to join me, I, I would love to have you help me fill out my class. I know many of you are out there. You've been thinking about it. You're you're just on the fence. Let this be the day that you contact me to say, Cliff, I'm ready to sign up. I'm taking your November course. And if you do, if you if you are on my mailing list or you'd be willing to sign up for my mailing list at podcastanswerman.com, 
uh, then you can use the promo code PAM to get $99 off of the course. Just use the promo or the discount code PAM for Podcast Answer Man, and uh, that'll get you $99 off at podcastinga-z.com. All right, um, here we go. I'll tell you what, it is time for an interview with Robert G. Barnwell of CEO Talk Radio and CFO Talk Radio. And my friends, um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time prefacing this because uh, I think the interview speaks for itself. And so without any further ado, here is that interview. All right, my friends, I am so excited to have Robert Barnwell. And uh, Robert, welcome to the show, first and foremost. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I really, uh, I'm looking forward to our discussion. Well, I'm always happy to bring in some of my clients to kind of showcase some of the exciting things that people are doing in the world of podcasting. And uh, I, I really am interested in sharing people your experience of an amazing sponsorship that you landed. And we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes. But first, I want to ask you, how did you come to launch CEO Talk Radio and CFO Talk Radio? Sure, sure. I uh, jotted some notes down, so I hope that uh, I can give some some positive uh, pointers to listeners, at least from my own experience. But I think it'd probably help, as you asked, to maybe give people a sense of, of where I come from and what I'm up to. So for the many listeners who are likely not entirely familiar with the programs, I'd describe CEO and CFO Talk Radio as essentially a type of audio, you know, reader's digest, if you will, of maybe the leading business thinkers and writers from around the world. And what I try to do is I try to find the most interesting and well-respected business authors, consultants, and executives, and then ask them to, you know, summarize their experience and thinking around a variety of topics. And then, you know, at the end of every 20 to to 30 minute episode, I hope that each listener has learned something that they can take and then maybe immediately apply to their own career or to their own businesses. So our format is, is very similar to two of my favorite programs, which were the first two that really introduced me to the world of podcasting. And those are um, Harvard's IdeaCast, which is published by Harvard Business Review, and then Knowledge at Wharton, which is, of course, produced by the Wharton School of Business. And if I remember correctly, I think I began listening to these podcasts in maybe April or May of 2010, just a year or two after first purchasing my, my own iPhone. And um, you know, at about the same time, just coincidentally, I had started working on my first book, which is entitled Lead, Follow, or Get the Hell Out of the Way, Driving Rapid. <laughs> yeah, I like that title too. And the subtitle is uh, is Driving Rapid and Enduring Performance. And I was just having these amazing conversations, just really meeting some terrific people. I was asking them about their thinking around business, their experiences. And as I had talked to other authors and, and publishers, they had said, hey, Robert, you've got to understand understand that even when your book is finished and it is is perfect and it's ready to go to print it's not going to find its way into the bookstores or amazon.com for at least a year from that point and so i'm thinking to myself look i've got a year or two before i can share this information and i'm also a professor so i really you know i really wanted to share this information and since i had become a fan of podcasting i I had thought well, well maybe you know maybe 
that's an avenue or a venue where I can, can share not just my own thinking, but more importantly, you know, these guests and, 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 res- and people I, I had been following in terms of research. So again, I'd say that was a good year or two ago. And then uh, soon after, I think it was maybe July of 2010, I had discovered a number of podcast materials. I think I found um, there was um, Podcasting for Dummies, the books, and then they produced Podcasting for Dummies, a podcast, and they had stopped producing any new episodes. And then, of course, shortly thereafter, I I discovered you. And so I'm going to say, again, I'm trying to go through in my mind, I want to say this was July of 2010. um, And then by August, I had contacted you. So within a month or so, and I had bought all my equipment, basically exactly the same setup that you had had with your assistant, some of which, by the way, I purchased from you. And if you don't mind, maybe I should kind of, I want to mention an aside is, I wanted the best of everything. And so I went out and the one piece, I guess there's two pieces of equipment that I have different than you. One is my recorder. I know that you love the Roland and the Ederall, but I had already purchased the Zoom H4n, which wasn't a horrible mistake. In fact, I've kind of learned to love my Zoom. But I also purchased another piece of equipment, which is a a really high-end professional voice processor by Symmetrics. And and you find them in radio stations everywhere and television stations. And unfortunately, I don't know anyone who who knows how to use these. The capabilities just really exceeded my needs. So even though I wanted the best of everything, I now have this piece of equipment that really I don't necessarily need or even know how to use. So, (laughs) you know, that was a big mistake mistake. I should have stuck with, with exactly what you had recommended. So just as an aside, I wanted to, to mention that to listeners. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, getting back to my story, within two months of discovering the podcast Answer Man, I listened to your entire back, um, your backlog or, or your back archive. I'd purchased all the recording gear that I had needed, mo- most of which, not all of which, I had purchased from you. Um, I had purchased a couple of your video products and then I want to say by August or September, you and I had a consulting relationship. By September or October, in terms of my timeline, you had helped me launch my website. And you had also configured the website for podcasting. And then I want to say by January of this year, being 2000, what year is this? 2011, um, we finally went live with a couple of episodes. So. It, it, it's been an amazing journey. I, I know that uh, you had uh, a, a lot of ambition with what you wanted to start in your podcast. Now, I, I, here, here's the here's the thing I want to get into because this is probably something that even blew me away. I think when I think about sponsorship, I think big. I, I mm. think I think huge. At least I thought I did until I started to hear you talk about some sponsorships that you were trying to pursue. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit more about the sponsor Delta and your sponsorship relationship and how this all came about. Sure, sure. Delta is is a large multinational consultancy, um, and they're a part of another organization, which is um, Oliver Wyman, which is owned by a, a large corporation, um, Martian McLennan which you may be familiar with from your insurance days. I think they have some some insurance products. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but in any event, podcasting has been embraced to more or less levels of success by the leading consultancies. And probably in my world, the most famous consultancy is McKinsey. 
and and I highly you know I highly respect them, but their podcast quality has really been pretty sketchy, and you know some other consultancies had come out, they had put out products, they had you know a lot. A lot of them had abandoned them, so so the consultancies have really had a mixed bag with with uh, with podcasting and their dedication to podcasting. Now, because of my kind of target market, which is the senior executive and senior leadership of large corporations, um, I had invited a couple of consultants as as guests um, from Delta and from a few other consultancies, and you know I had asked them. I said, "Look, you know, you don't have a podcast of your own. I'm not, you know, formally pitching you anything, but I am thinking at some point we need to have a sponsor, you know, to help us, you know, carry some of our expenses and help promote the program before I go out and I start asking other people who've not participated on the program, is this something that you might be interested in? And they were just really, really enthusiastic. Um, And so Delta has been, you know, has been a huge, um, assistance to us and I think us in turn for Delta you know once again with your help you know the quality I think of our audio improves every single day and the success of our program as much as I'd like to take credit for really I need to tip my hat to the quality of guests that we have so um, it's just been it's been really it's been really something that's awesome. Are you able to share any kind of the details of, of like how much might be involved in a sponsorship for your podcast? Well, <clears throat> I don't want to give any precise numbers, not because I, not because of any um, any sense of impropriety on my part, other than the confidentiality for Delta. But I w- will say that it, it's just under low four figures per episode. Um, so at that rate. I mean, I'm based in, in New York City, so at that rate, I would have a very difficult time of living living off of that as my sole income. There's other there's other places in the world, of course, or and and in the country where that alone would be um, a terrific, you know, a terrific income. But you know, essentially, what this does, what the sponsorship allows me to do, is it allows me to to purchase purchase the best equipment possible and services like yourself. I can always, you know, funding is never a concern for me when I need your help. If I need your help, I can come to you and not have to worry about uh, about the, the investment requirement because of Delta support. Delta also does a lot of internal um, uh, promotion. They, they reach out to thousands, if not tens of thousands of uh, middle managers and senior managers through their, their own reach. They have electronic newsletters, that kind of thing. So that really helps the program. But the other thing that the program allows me to do is it really cements my own personal credibility and reputation as an advisor to large corporations. Similarly, I mean, obviously, Podcast Answer Man showcases your knowledge um, and your expertise. This, This is kind of like the same vehicle for me. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. So you've successfully landed this amazing sponsorship and I appreciate you sharing as much information as you felt led to share there. Uh, What would you recommend to those of us who are are actually those who are listening, especially uh, who are interested in monetizing their podcast based upon your own experience so far? Well, 
I'm probably going to sound a bit like a, a broken record because I know it's something that that's important to you, and you. Um, I don't know if harp on is the right is the right term, but you definitely it, it's 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 an exposed nerve for you, and that is pick a subject that you're passionate about, and, and the re, the reason for that is a couple of things. You know, one is you need a subject that number one that you know a lot about, and what you don't know about, it's it's exciting and it's a pleasure to do more research and find out about. So it's something that that you really need to know deeply, and something that you really need to to dive into in further depth. Um, the other issue is this: I, I was extremely lucky, and 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 that's all that it was. My success that came as quickly as it did is solely a reflection of the support that I had from, from you and from my guests, because the quality of the guests, people didn't know Robert Barnwell from Adam, but they certainly knew the name of my guests. And so the success that I had in terms of monetizing my, my, my podcast and finding a sponsor reflects those, those two things. But more than likely, and you, you correct me if, if your experience is wrong, Cliff, I think people have to be prepared to reach a tipping point nine months out, maybe 12 months before they've developed an audience and a relationship with their audience that can be monetized through sponsorship or any other avenue. And if it's not something that you're particularly passionate about, I think it's very easy to fall into a trap where you abandon you, you know, your baby, abandon this product of your passion, you know, right at the very moment that it's most likely to succeed. So again, I would say that the most important thing is to have the passion to follow it through in case you don't meet with the success that that I was fortunate to meet with. And I got a sponsor within say three or four months of going live. Well, I I do want to just emphasize that I completely agree with you. Anybody who is actually going into podcasting with the idea of monetizing your podcast, my recommendation is don't expect anything within the first six to nine months. It's, it, 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 I mean, it, not that it's not possible and not that you shouldn't pursue it, but, um, you know, it, it, it's not typical. And I would say, like you said, the nine to 12 months. Yeah. By 12 to 18 months, that's when I see, that's when I usually see some momentum building and all of a sudden that that's where you find your groove. That's where you find that you have, you feel pretty comfortable about who your audience is and, and you kind of really dug in and have an identity and you're starting to have relationships of, uh, you know, of influence in, in the, in the lives of those who listen to you. Tell yeah. me, tell me about, you know, I, I know that you have, when you look at your, when your podcast, when you actually sit down and you begin to negotiate a sponsorship at the, at the cost that, that you are proposing to your sponsor, you obviously, that's, that communicates, communicates a ton about the value that you see in your own podcast or your own program. Is that right? Yeah. I, th- I mean, that's actually a very interesting um, point that you bring up because when you monetize, you know, again, this is an old saying and people might kind of, you know, roll their eyes when they hear it. But the first sell that you have to make is to yourself. Yes. And I I think a lot of people, you know, they downplay their own experience and their own skills. You know, they take it for granted. Oh, you know, um, you know, I do this, I do it really well, but it's really not worth anything. It's just a hobby or something I acquired. and It just comes easily for me. Well, the guests that I had, these, you know, I was kind of a fanboy. I mean, the guests that I had, 
I, I was blown away. I mean, I, I could not believe that I could get the lineup of guests that I had. So I knew its value. And, and, and again, it wasn't a reflection of me. I just knew how extremely lucky I was to have these particular guests. Now, the other thing that I knew was I, I knew how much it would cost for a corporation if they wanted to replicate what I had, had, had been fortunate enough to build. I knew how much it was going to cost them. And so when I went to them, and it, and it was very casual, I said, look, you guys have been, you've been on the program before, you've helped contribute to our, to our success, if interested, let me know. And, and they said that they would, and they said, well, how much is it going to cost? I threw out, you know, some numbers, which, which weren't particularly small, but, but again, the value, I had no doubt was there. Um, there, there was not a single doubt in my mind. I had no embarrassment citing the numbers that I, I, I cited. And they had absolutely no reluctance in pain. There was no negotiation. Okay, can you give it to us 15%, 25% less? No. They, we, we both, as, as, as separate parties, we both recognized the value that was present in, in the podcast. That's awesome. That's awesome. Any, any other tips or advice when it comes to the thinking or the mindset going into this? I think what people need to remember is that podcasting is narrow casting. And, um, you know, what we're looking at, I think the average podcast has less than 100 listeners, regular listeners. If you're truly successful, you may have 1,000 to 2,000. And then, of course, those that have more than 2,000 listeners, we, we probably all know by, by name. But my point is, is when you go to monetize the podcast itself with a sponsorship or advertising, most companies that do their advertising and marketing are used to be paying on a per thousand basis and they don't really understand the narrow casting nature of, of podcasting. So I think that, you know, that's one thing is you've got to, number one, be willing to educate potential sponsors and, and, and advertisers on the unique nature of podcasting. And the other thing too is, is look, I'm uniquely positioned by luck or happenstance that my my podcast appeals to a large corporation, which is which is willing to pay fees. That if I did a podcast on on maybe one of my other passions, bass fishing, I'd have a difficult time finding you know a company that makes fishing lures or or rod and reels to be paying me the, the, the type of money that, that my current sponsor is. So I think that, one, you've got to be you know, realistic about it. And the second thing is, is, if you're looking to make an income strictly from podcasting, and, and when I use the word strictly, I'm going to be pay, playing fast and loose with that term, it's unlikely that you, in my view, that you're going to make a living that supports your family specifically and solely off of your sponsorship and off of any advertising you do on your podcasting podcast. I'm not saying that that's impossible. I'm just saying it's highly unlikely. What you what I think and suggest that people do is that they follow your lead and you you put out great information, you build a community and then you provide other services and ways to support them for reasonable, you know, for a reasonable fee. And if that's, you know, video products, if it's, um, you know, um, you know, a boot camp similar to your A to Z course, if it's one-to-one -one consulting, either virtually, like, like you and I have that type of relationship, or it's in person, that's what it is. Because a podcast is a terrific venue 
to really cement your credibility and reputation with your listeners. Absolutely. Well, Robert, I really value the the fact that you've took, taken the time to uh, come on to the show here for Podcast Answer Man. If people wanted to get a good feel for, for the kind of content that you're producing out there, the t- type of people you're talking to, where should they go to find your podcast? Well, um, I think the majority of my listeners just download from iTunes, which is, um, again, CEO Talk Radio, and the other episode, the other uh, program is CFO Talk Radio. It's also uh, available on Microsoft Zoom and BlackBerry apps, or they can visit my website, which is um, easy enough to remember. It's robertgbarnwell.com. Robert, thank you so much, my friend. Oh, thank you, Cliff, for all that you do. Um, again, you've saved me um, immeasurable amounts of time and money by, um, by all the support you've offered. So I do appreciate that. Well, there you go, my friends. That's going to do it here for this episode of Podcast Answer Man. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Robert. And, uh, you know, I, I just get so excited about people who think big and, 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 and understand the value that they are do have to offer when they are producing podcast content. Um, you know, I, I'm finding it easier and easier today to find people who really understand and get it. And and that and and my desire here with Podcast Answer Man, you know, if I have one agenda, it's for you to get it, to understand your value, to understand just how much influence you can have, how much power you have to pro- to positively influence and change people's lives with what you say on your podcast. I am not kidding you. This isn't some kind of power trip. This is, I mean, it, it can actually go a, a terrible way, but when you actually have the right motives, the right intentions to make a positive difference in people's lives, you know, and I especially love it when the, the, the overall goal is not just how do I make money, you know, and, 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 and I can tell you right now, Robert G. Barnwell, he's been a client of mine for a very long time. And, and uh, I love the consulting sessions that I do with him because he values who I am. He values my experience, my expertise, and values the time that I spend with him as a client. And um, I happen to know that while, yeah, he, he definitely had a plan right from the beginning that he was going to monetize this podcast. That was a desire his from his, of his right out of the bat. And I will tell you right now, though, that was not his main purpose. That was not his reason why he was doing what he was doing. He, he, has, he has even bigger plans, even bigger ideas of what he wants to accomplish with this podcast. And you know what? For him to accomplish that, he's going to, and, and, and I know he believes this, he's going to need that income to be able to take that show to a level that most people will never even aspire to, unfortunately. However, I hope and I pray that many people listening to Podcast Answer Man will learn to think bigger. Think bigger. Now, one thing I just want to point out, I know Robert said something, you know, you might have a bass fishing podcast and you may not be able to pull out a four-figure per episode podcast sponsorship. And you know what? He may be right with that. But here's the deal. It's not all about four figures per episode. There are other ways to monetize. And I just want to say for those of you who are so sold out, passionate about bass fishing, by golly, why haven't you started that podcast yet? You know, I'm not doing, I don't have any podcasts that are four figures per episode, but it doesn't matter. 
You know what? I'm making a very good living. I wake up every morning and I can't wait to start my day because I love what I do for a living. I understand the reason why I do what I do. Do you? What's keeping you from starting that next podcast? Contact me, cliff at podcastanswerman.com. Tell me you want to do that podcasting A to Z course. I'll see you there. Until next time, take your show to the next level.